Reed's Ranch is proud to partner with Marcos Garza and the Garza Law Firm. Reed's Ranch and Marcos Garza, the second best connection in Tennessee right now, other than Dalton Connect and Jonas Adu. Marcos Garza is a lot like Dalton Connect. He gets the job done. East Tennessee's premier DUI defense, criminal defense, and personal injury lawyer. A 4.9 Google review with hundreds of reviews. It's pretty impressive when you think of it all. It takes this one schmohawk hitting one or two stars to throw off everything. Before you say guilty, say Garza. GarzaLaw.com. And and, uh, you can call them at 865-540-8300. You can get in touch with someone 24-7, 366. That's right. Don't forget, this is a leap year. GarzaLaw.com. He's got your back. He's got your six. Before you say guilty, say Garza. Let's get to the episode. I mean, this is the last stand. You're listening to The Unfiltered. Well, I hate to say I told you so. There's nothing to be done besides to get on Twitter and tweet to all my dumbass followers. (laughs) But I told you so. Hey, I told you so. The controversial. He's a dumbass. He can't do math. He's an idiot. He gets his hair cut at Walmart. Look at that shitty haircut. The realest podcast in the Southeast. Let the dogs loose. Let the goons be goons. 11 in a row. 11 in a row. 11 in a row. Enough. <laughs> 38 in a row. As in 38 on this point when we were whipping that ass. Ranch gang, stand up. The holy war is upon us. Welcome to Reed's Ranch, the podcast with Seth Hughes. Like, just quit acting like this is any fun at all. Another edition of Reed's Ranch. It is Tuesday, January 23rd. Seth joins me down in Alabama. What's up, Seth? Not much, John. It's good to hear your voice as usual. I'm in a much better mood now than I was about five minutes ago, so you almost caught me in a bad mood. Yeah. 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 But now I'm okay. A little annoyed still, but I'm okay. What are we annoyed about today? I had lost my pants. Oh, it happened. I wore some pants to the gym yesterday. And then I left the gym in my shorts. I put my sweater on. I put my boots on. And somehow I get back home and I can't find my pants. And my wallet is in my pants. So not only did I lose my pants, I lost my wallet. And I've just been losing my mind. I was like, surely, surely I am not dumb enough to leave the gym without putting them in my bag. I've never, you know, I almost never do that. Never do that. But I keep looking and looking and looking. I even went to the gym and looked in the lost and found. So I was like, well, not in there. But I did finally get them on the phone and somebody had turned them in. They'd put them in the back for me. So, What a good Samaritan. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if I'm going to overpay for the YMCA, a good Christian organization. That's true. Hopefully no one's going to rob me. Although I have lost two water bottles there. Somebody has made off with two pretty good water bottles. Which seems like a weird thing to steal. That I mean, I understand like that. Yeah, yeah. I understand you can wash them, but I still wouldn't want to take somebody's water bottle. But either way, I just got off the phone with uh, with the woman there, and she said they had it. So, win for me. A win for us. 
a win for us. That is true. Although some people like the content better when I'm in a bad mood. So now I'm just in an okay mood. What about you? I am sick of the snow up here, though. I will say that. Ha, ha, ha. I've never seen ice like we had. I mean, I've never seen. <clears throat> Did it hit you guys pretty bad? Oh, yeah. It was awful. It was horrible. Oh, really? Because, like, I was driving through Chattanooga. I mean, obviously, I know it's not exactly the same thing, but I just figured since Chattanooga didn't get anything, I guess in my head, you guys didn't get anything either. No, we were – so, work was closed. I guess closed. Nashville got it pretty bad, so that makes sense. Yeah, work was closed. Well, Monday was a federal holiday, but work was closed Tuesday through Friday. I did not go anywhere until Thursday at lunch. You could have – I never seen it, like, where you could not tell the difference between being on the sidewalk and being on the grass because it was just one thick block of ice. You could have – I mean, you could have literally ice skated. Like, you could have put on ice skates in the driveway and, like, <laughs> gone ice skating. It was crazy. Well, it's still up here. I don't know if ice is still ground, down on the ground in Alabama, but it is still it up It was here. as of this morning. I was on my way to work. This girl in my neighborhood was going to the yoga studio, and she slipped and fell right in Oof. front of me. And she just turned. Her friend was with her. Her friend was laughing and looked me in the eyes, and, like, I was laughing too. And then the girl that slipped and fell looked me in the eye, and I was just kept on laughing. I mean, you have to laugh. Were they hot? They were nice-looking girls. Did you offer to help that girl up? No, I no. When I get up in the morning, there's one thing on my mind: it's getting to work to make some money. It's like you have to punch in the time clock. No, but I'm I'm in the zone. I'm drinking my diet coke. I'm thinking about I'm thinking about how good of an employee I'm gonna be. I'm not thinking about getting out of my car before sunrise to, you know. That could have been the start to a beautiful relationship. That could have been the mother of your children. I guess so, yeah. She was fine. I mean, she wasn't hurt. She wasn't hurt, so. Yeah, I know. I'm not saying you had to take her to the, take her to the hospital or call her an ambulance, but if you'd have got out and helped pick her up like a gentleman and dusted off your hat and put it in one hand and put your head down and said, hello, ma'am, my name is Seth. Nice to meet you. I didn't mean to sweep you off your feet just by looking at you. Ha, ha, ha. That's pretty good. It's pretty good line. You could have had her and or her best friend. Who knows? You could have been a thruple. <laughs> you at least would have brightened her day. She would have been telling everybody all day about the cute little boy that helped her out. The cute man that stopped to pick her up. She would have gone and posted on social media that chivalry is not dead. You could have given her hope and love. Yeah. Instead, now she's just sitting at home with a bruise on her ass thinking about how she fell. I hope she had fun at yoga. Oh, she was a yoga girl. I guess I missed that part of the story. Yeah, they were going to yoga. Mmm. Mmm. I've always wanted to do hot yoga. I did it twice. Thoughts? Uh, the first time I jumped into a really tough class... And it whipped my ass. It absolutely killed me. Absolutely killed me. And I, I didn't have apparently the right towel slash mat that was meant for hot yoga. So I was just slipping and sliding a little bit. And shout out to the woman at the, at the place. She went and got me a towel that, you know, I would, that, that would help me. So that, you know, I was able to kind of get back on track. But it was supposed to be an hour class. And after 30 minutes, I was dead. I, I was completely gassed. 
And then the second one I went to was more of what they call the Zen class, which is like it's meant for like meditation. Mm-hmm. And that one was good. I liked that one a lot. Okay. Not a big sweat, though. It was just kind of you sit there and you do a couple stretches and shout out to the instructor. He was very hands-on, but he did ask for consent. He said, I'm going to help you stretch. Do you care if I put your, my hands on your back? I was like, no, buddy, go for it. And then we got a real good stretch together. And I left, and I, I will say, Seth, when I left the, the Zen yoga, I could hear the birds chirping, and the, the air was so still when I got outside. It was a pretty cool feeling. I did feel pretty relaxed and zen. That's cool. That's cool. But it's just too expensive to justify doing it all the time. Yeah. I do want to work on my mobility and stretch a little bit, but I was like, I can't pay, you know, $15 a class to do it. Yeah. I've always wanted to do hot yoga. Some cute girls in there, though. Yeah. So, anyways, Tennessee. Well, where do you want to start? I guess we got Zaylin's heard. Dalton Net Connect. Dalton Connect. DK, aka Doug McDermott in orange. The last seven minutes of the first half against Florida were absolutely outrageous. When he went on that. He was he had twenty two points in the first half and he shot nine of ten from the field, I think it was. Yeah, I'm sure Chris Lofton had moments like that. But I don't remember them. So watching Dalton Connect go off like that was unlike anything I remember seeing as a Tennessee fan. Yeah. He Lofton just... at at Rupp that one time, you know, exploded. But watching Connect do it and like score all those points in basically four and a half minutes, five minutes. He's averaging 28 points a game in conference play. It, it's it, pretty good. It, he can score 50 points in a game. That is not a crazy statement to say. I'm not predicting it. I'm not saying he will, but I'm saying he can. To me, the crazy part is just kind of that he makes it look easy. Yeah. Yeah. And there's plenty of times, I mean, the second half against Florida, the, you know, really the entire game against Alabama, it wasn't like he was locked in, but you look up and he's like, oh, he's got 13 points in the second half. Yeah. Or, oh, wow, he's got 17 at halftime against Alabama and he hasn't really done anything. Well, Nate Oates said he could have had, like, a lot more points if he just didn't get bored, basically. Yeah. No, I mean, I thought the same thing. He, he against Florida, he came out and missed a couple bunnies in the second half. And then, yeah, against Alabama, it was – he was missing shots he easily makes. I mean, if he if he goes two of three or, or two of six or three of six from three, you know, add, add those extra points because he shot poorly from the outside. And, you know, it was eight for 20. That's about as bad a shooting night he's, he's going to have. Yeah. Um, is Jonas Adu a premier big man in the country? How many, how many count as premier? I have no idea. The only big man I know on the top of my head is Zach Eady. Dickinson's good. Dickinson oh, Dickinson, Dickinson, ass. Dickinson, yeah. Armando Baycott whipped his ass a little bit. So, yeah. Tolu Smith, I mean, we're not far away from Tolu Smith getting the best of him, too. We need him now, to prove I, I, it against a big-time guy, right? Say that again? We need him to prove it against a big-time guy, right? Yeah, and I mean, I, I will say against all of those, you know, basically in all those games except maybe North Carolina, I didn't feel like Tennessee got a good whistle in. I mean, he couldn't breathe on Tolu Smith without getting called for a foul. 
Freddie DeLeon could not breathe Saturday against Alabama without getting called for foul. That was very annoying to me. But anyway. I, I kind of think it was Barnes's game plan to foul Edie as many times and see if the refs would actually foul everyone out, and they did. They're just like, yep, we're going to call a foul every time. <laughs> but, I mean, he can be a top five or t- top six center. The problem is he's just played maybe three guys better than him. Yeah. But I'll, but I'll also say he's gotten better since the beginning of the year. So like, for sure, it, for sure. It, if that matchup happens again, you know, I'm not going to say that it would happen the same way. Like, I do think his offensive confidence – that he has now bolds a lot better for his matchup with Edie. He was scared to shoot the mid-range, the outside shot, to bring him out. Like, he was scared to to just try to play straight-up defense. So, I think he's developed a lot, and I think his confidence has grown a lot, you know, over this season. So, by the time the tournament comes, the good news is if you do have to go up against another premier big man, it's going to be in the Elite Eight or Final Four. Yeah. I'll roll the dice with him in the final four against any big man. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was. The craziest thing to me is that if you would, if you were an alien from outer space and you dropped down from Earth and were taught everything about basketball and watched him play one game, you would think he's left-handed. He's so good with that left hand. Hello, I am from Mars. Teach me this college basketball. Why are the People in the striped shirt so bad. <coughs> oh. Not your best yeah. effort, yeah. but you know. I'll take that out. Producer, make a note of that. He is uh incredible with his left hand. Who had our three best players being Dalton Connect, Zakai Ziegler, and Jonas A. I'm not ready to go that far yet. Okay, in the last, let's say lately, they have been. Yeah, I just, you know, look, I, 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 I have, know, I know, I know, and I'm not, I'm not arguing with you. I'm not arguing. I know what you're saying. I've, you're I've saying. backed off my, my, my takes on Zakai. He has played better, but he's also kind of cooled down a little bit. Not saying he's not in control and not playing at a good level. It's just, you know, the last couple of games, the scoring and the assists have gone down back to where I kind of thought they would be. Yeah. So like, you know. I still think that if if given the minutes and the opportunity, Mayshack can be that third guy. Well, he's, oh, he's most impactful. I mean, like I what mean, he did, what, what he did against Alabama. He's my if he favorite can give player. eight points at playing at that defensive level. Like he's better than, or just as good as Zakai and and and, and Jonas. Maybe not Jonas, but uh, Zakai. Um. And then Josiah. I mean, like I, I'm not going to completely give up on him yet, but. Again, just give me eight points, man. Yeah. Just give me eight points, and just then I'll look still like think you know you're one of the play. best players. Yeah, just, just look, look like you – I mean, I don't want to say look like you care because that's not it. Like, he's still playing good team basketball, but, like, one point, we're still at that – you know, we're still doing that at this point of your career, one point. Just look like you know how to – that you've played – just look like you've played basketball before. Tennessee has six starters. They got six really good players. Yeah. The thing that maybe frustrates me the most is just, or not, maybe not frustrates. That's the wrong. That's the wrong phrase because I'm not looking in the past. I'm looking forward. But like what I said about Jonas in the Final Four, I do think is true. And you know, if you get 
that type of performance from him against FAU last year, you dominate them. Mm-hmm. And like what he has shown so far is that he is going to take advantage of matchup problems. And he's going to kind of be that guy that could just score 14 points just from being tall. He's going to grab 10 points or 10 boards and, and block a couple shots just from being tall. Which is really underrated. Yeah, like last year we didn't do that. Like if you just do that against FAU, you win. And like Tennessee got punked by a team playing, you know, four guards. Like you can't play four guards now against Tennessee, I don't think, and survive. Connect's too big, and Jonas is too big. So that gives me hope that this team is built for for March in the tournament. You got you got a guy that we've never had before in terms of being able to create a whole offense around him and Dalton connect. You know, he could bring the ball up the court and, and initiate your offense if he wants to. Grant Williams couldn't do that. You know, I'll I'll do respect to Grant Williams. He couldn't do that. Chandler could, but Chandler, you know, wasn't as polished obviously as Connect. He wasn't as good at setting up other people and like just just moving it to the rim and you know being able to finish and and also have the three point shot. Not saying you know Chandler couldn't go to the rim and finish or or pass. I'm just saying he couldn't do it all. Yeah, Connect can score. Connect can score anyway. Yeah, yeah he couldn't do it all at the same level. No. Not as well rounded. You could do things to take him out of his game. You could do things to prevent Grant from even getting the ball on the block. There's not really much you could do against Connect. So, like, that combined with Jonas gives me a lot of hope for this team being actually different. That's pretty exciting. I, it's, 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 it's very, very difficult not to be excited. The only thing, there's one thing left I want to see this team do, and it's these annoying midweek road games in conference against these pesky little teams even the weekend games too. Just these. I know we won at Wisconsin, but like, man, that was in November, or you know, like whatever. Like I, th- these games, like the Mississippi State game, like you did it against Georgia. You came back. I want to see you win those games. Like I want to see you continue to close out those games. If you can do that, kind of like the year that Grant and them they won at Florida on that Saturday night, and then they did the Gator Chomp. Games like that. I want to see you start closing out games like that. I'm not, I mean, like, yeah, it would be awesome to go win at Rupp or whatever, but, like, I just want to see them continue to play well away from home. That's what I'm saying. I thought Georgia was, like, that Georgia game, they lose that last year. You know, they would have lost it earlier in the year like they did against State, but, you know, they just kept their nose down and just kept coming at Georgia and they ended up winning. And I thought that was Georgia's not a great team, but they're not terrible. And everything was going against them. You had guys for Georgia that just could not miss, but they still found a way to win. Cause to me, these, these midweek conference games away from home are more impressive than beating Wisconsin in November on the road. I'm sorry. Like, when Mississippi State's back is totally up against the wall on a midweek game, when you had a game a couple days before and another game a couple days later, and you're playing on the road, like, that to me is just more impressive than going and beating Wisconsin in November. I know Wisconsin's ranked, like, 13th or whatever now. And, you know, everyone just seemingly struggles with those games. And if you can start winning them, then 
he really got something special, I think. Yeah, I mean, just the Georgia game in particular, it looked like you were you were dead. It looked like you were going to have one of the worst collapses under Rick Barnes, right, to go from yep. 14 up to getting right out of the gym. I mean, you were down 11 with about, you know, six minutes or seven minutes left, however however much time was there. And then and then you had the guy that I'm talking about, Connect, just, just say, okay, I'm going to start getting to the rim, and then I'm going to bring Jonas out, and we're going to get some screens, and either I'm going to shoot some threes or I'm going to keep getting to the rim and keep getting to the rim. And you just kept going and going and going, and then you turned up the defensive philosophy. You turned up the defensive intensity and really just cut the water off on them. I thought everything changed in that game when we missed the free throw, got the rebound, and kicked it out to Santi for the three, and I think we cut it to like 75-70, and then I think they ended up hitting a three to make it 78-70. But I thought that was when everything changed, but you're right. The defense the last five minutes of that second half was insane. They like just completely just suffocated on them. They just they just sat on them. And then somebody I don't know who it was told the team just like hey just go to the rim and you'll get fouled and we'll shoot free throws. Well, that's that that as a team is is good and yes, like Zakai was able to do that and you know shout out to him because he he did the same thing that Connect was doing. You know they were kind of taking turns of just you go to the rim then I'll go to the rim and. And they were getting foul calls, and they were hitting free throws. I thought white boys weren't good at basketball. That guy looks too short. How is he good? That's what the uh, the aliens are asking. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> so you want to see us start winning midweek games and looking impressive doing that, especially on the road. Because I mean, we kicked we kicked Florida's ass midweek. I mean, that's no surprise. Rick Barnes. We handle things at home. I mean, yeah, Rick Barnes doesn't lose in Knoxville in in nine COVID affected seasons. I mean, that's a pretty good. He's Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. Basically, you'll take your chances. He's gonna win. Like the 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 tenth of February, we go to A and M, and then we turn around and we go to Arkansas on the fourteenth. Now I know Arkansas is just horrible, but those two games right there. Like I don't really know what to make of A and M. They're two and three in conference. Beat Kentucky at home. They beat Kentucky at home, and then they turn around and they lose at Arkansas, and then they but they beat they win at LSU. I mean I don't really know what to make of them, but um, you know, that'd be a really nice win on the road. I don't care what A and M's record is at that point. I don't care if they're ranked or not. Like that would be a nice win. What are you more focused on right now? Winning the regular season SEC or tournament seating? And I understand that they're kind of connected, but... What has my ass chapped the most right now is the fact that Will Warren posted, like, the percentage odds of each team winning the SEC, and, like, Auburn has the best chances, I think, because they have the easiest schedule. Correct. So what has my ass chapped the most right this minute? right now, as I sit in front of the microphone with you, is a repeat of the 2018 season where we're clearly the best team in the SEC, but we don't win the conference because of LSU. LSU wins a conference. Even though we're clearly the best team in the, in, in the SEC, we lose, a, we lose a very tight one because of literally a dirty referee at LSU. We go fifteen and three in conference and don't win it. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Finish third. Finish third, by the way. You know, it's ridiculous. 
That's what has my ass chapped the most because Auburn doesn't have a single quad one win. They're going to get a chance to win one tomorrow night or tonight whenever they play. When do they play Alabama? Tonight, tomorrow night. They play at they play at UA this week. They play tomorrow night. So they're going to have a chance to get a quad one win tomorrow night at Alabama. But they and, lost. And, and at Mississippi State this Saturday. So, I mean, they got two tough games. You know, but they, they, they lost to App State. Now, you're allowed a bad loss or whatever, but <laughs> that's what has me the most upset right now. So, I guess I love the idea. So, I care about, like, the, the, the best team is the team that wins the regular season for the most part. I mean, I know I just gave an example of when it didn't happen. But, by the way, that was 19, not 18. 19 was the year you split with Auburn. Okay, my bad. My bad. I was just correcting you. I mean, just um, that's when we lost to Auburn and Arkansas at the beginning of the season, at the beginning of the conference. Play. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, we yeah. ended up splitting the, you know, splitting yep. the championship with Auburn. That's right. Um, and you know, so I guess they're they're so intertwined to me. If you win the SEC, you're at worst a two seed, right? I would say so. But also think that you can lose the SEC and still get a two seed as well. For sure. For sure. I'm just, I'm not buying stock in Auburn yet. Now, may, I could be completely wrong. I know they play great defense, blah, 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 blah. I just, they, they lost to App State. They still have KD Johnson, too, by the way. Still. And I don't, I don't trust that guy. How did, like, and, yeah, and Alan Flanagan plays for Ole Miss, which blew my mind when he played Ole Miss. I didn't know that until he played Ole Miss. Um, those guys have been playing. Those guys have been playing as long as, as, as Santi and Josiah Jordan James. So I can't really say anything. I will say, for as much as we've complained about Auburn's schedule and, and they do have it easier, they do have to play in Knoxville without getting us at home. So, like, we do have a chance to gain a game there on them. Yes, for sure. Yeah, I, I really want them to lose tomorrow night. That would be a good start. They really need to lose at least one this week. If they if they win both on the road at Alabama and at Mississippi State, then we have to kind of prepare to just get kind of basically I don't want to say ran away from, but it's gonna be hard to make up those games. If they if they sweep this week, I will retract what I just said about them. That's that'd be that'd be that would be pretty impressive to me to win both of those. I give them about a thirty percent chance of doing so. Okay. Stats by John. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I understand we got to buy a week in the regular season this week because of the, the Big 12 challenge going away, but I kind of hate it. It sucks not having a game tonight or tomorrow. But you take care of business against Vandy. You come back home, you take care of business against South Carolina, and you're setting up a pretty big game at Kentucky on February 3rd. Yep, big time. Prime time, Saturday night. Yeah, it'd be a fun game to go to, but after we got our ass kicked when I went last year, I don't think I'll go uh, back yeah, anytime yeah. soon. Yeah. <clears throat> they were mean. Yeah. They were rude. Rude people. Any other basketball thoughts? No, that's all. Well, Tennessee's done a pretty good job in the portal and in high school recruiting since we last talked. Yep. You were ready to put Josh Heupel on fraud watch, but he gets his five-star offensive lineman from LSU, and then he gets a 
I don't know if I've been Mandela affected. I don't know if I've been gaslit, but everyone keeps calling McIntyre a five-star. But when I looked at his profile, everybody had him as four-star. So I don't know what the hell to believe. I'm looking it up right now. But you got you a stud quarterback. I looked today, and everywhere had him as a four-star. But like as like a, a top 20 player on sites, but they just didn't have him. A, they had just given him a fifth star for some reason. I guess they'll do it later. Well, 24-7 has him as the number nine overall player, but not a five-star, so that will undoubtedly be a five-star. Yeah, I think 247 doesn't doesn't do five stars until later, like okay. maybe in the summer. On three has him as the number 20 overall player, which will be a five-star as well. Uh, Shout-out to his mother. Shout-out to his mom. He grew up in a Vanderbilt-dominated family, but the mom went to UT and made sure that her children grew up UT fans because all the, all, the, all the children go to UT, I think. Like, both sisters are there, I believe. At least one sister is. Shout out to the mom. All those pictures of him wearing UT uh, stuff when he was a kid. Honestly, I I was happy, you know, of course, getting the announcement. But, like, my mind just kept going to, like, this is how it should have felt when Trevor Lawrence committed to Tennessee. For sure. For sure. Like, like we should have had that same kind of feeling with Trevor Lawrence posting those pictures of him as a kid inside Neyland Stadium and his love for Peyton Manning and all those things. And, like, we were kind of robbed of that. Yeah. But we got to make it right with with Big George. Big yeah. G-Mac. Big G-Mac, yeah. Mac truck. Yeah, I believe that I said on the last podcast, as long as Hypel got heard, then everything was okay. And he ended up getting him. A bizarre... A bizarre recruitment. The VolQuest guys made it out to seem like he just didn't want to go through the recruitment process again. That's He just showed up to school somewhere and just wanted to go start playing football. So that's why there was like a no announcement or whatever. It was weird. But I mean, I'd imagine there was still some negotiating going uh, on yeah. too with money. He's, I mean, you can say whatever you want, VolQuest, yeah. but I'd imagine there was some money. And they had also was, alluded to like contracts being crossed yeah. and dotted and all those things. He was undoubtedly the best offensive tackle available, period, up until Caden Proctor entered the portal. So, which is fine, because Caden Proctor was always going to go back home and wasn't going to go anywhere. So, you got the best offensive tackle you could possibly get in the portal. You did what you needed to do. A massive upgrade from Gerald Mincy to this guy. You know? Feels like a win. Feels like a huge win. I think, I think you did amazing work in the portal because so many of these guys... Or first of all, the first, only thing that matters, they're really good, but they're multiple-year guys. They're multi-year guys. The, the the cornerback from Oregon State, Brazel, Brazel, whatever you say his name, and Hurd all have three years to play. So Holden Stays has two years well, to play. Yeah, uh, the, the guy from Stanford has two years to play, yes. but three years to do it. Yes. Um, Which I guess just means he has kept he has his red shirt. shirt in case yeah. he wants to, yeah. Yeah, so... You know, the only one-year guy that you got is the is the guy from MTSU a one-year guy? The guy from Alabama pro- might be, but he also could get an extra year. Um, and I'm fine if he has a one-year guy. Yeah, that, he they just wanted they needed a blocking tight end. Right. I'm not going to worry if the blocking tight end only has one year or not because. I do agree with what you're saying. Heupel's done a good job of kind of setting the table for the two-year Nico run by, by getting some impact guys. Of course, he's going to have a left tackle for two years, going to have a good, wide receiver for two years. Yeah, which is a good segue into um, Brother Marwan's question of who was a bigger pickup, Hurd or McIntyre. 
All right, let's get to some Patreon questions. Patreon.com slash Reed's Ranch. We're going top golfing on Saturday. You still got time to get signed up if you want to come. Patreon.com slash Reed's Ranch. Get access to the Discord, game threads, all those things. All right, hit me with some questions. So, Brother Marwan asks, who is the bigger recruiting pickup for the program? Zaylance Hurd or George McIntyre? Before we do that, got some new patrons to shout out as I let that marinate. New $5 patron shout out to Jeremy Kidwell. Shout out to Brother Jeremy. We love you and appreciate you. And new $10 patron, Josh Livingston. Shout out to Brother Josh. We love you and appreciate you. Bigger pickup is going to be it's, – it's a good question. Uh, I mean, heard in the immediate future, right? Well, I kind of lean heard because you're pretty confident that Nico is really, really good, but you had to have a left tackle for the two-year window. Yeah, like, could you have found a different quarterback over the next two years, whether it be in the portal or whether it be another freshman or maybe Merklinger or whatever? Like, could they have been good? I'll say I'll always take the guy that's immediately going to play and impact the team right now. Left tackle is a glaring issue, and you probably weren't going to find a, you know, a starting level player or at least a high-end starting level player if you missed out on Hurd, right? Correct. Yeah, I mean, there was – was there anybody left? I mean – You would have had two years to scramble to find a quarterback for 2026. Yep. Or 2027. Now, on the other hand, like if you're making the case, you know, if you're making the case for GMAC, the hope is that he is going to really jumpstart recruiting in 2025 in that class, right? And you have a chance yeah. to go out and get a top five class that actually puts you among college football's elite. Yes. But I'll say that, you know, having a a pretty good shot of making the playoff this year and winning 10 games maybe does more for recruiting than than McIntyre. Good question, though. Most good question. Because I do think Tennessee has a good chance of making the playoffs, despite what that dumbass Greg McElroy said. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. He gave Tennessee a 15% chance of making the playoff and said Tennessee's going to go 8-4. and four. I don't understand the, the people that think that. The schedule's very easy again, or at least easy. Maybe not very it's, easy, but easy. It's easy for a 16-team SEC. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it's definitely uh, navigable. And yeah, twelve teams. You, you really like if you get to nine and three, I'll feel solid about Tennessee's chance of being a playoff team. Brother, I'm not saying you get in for sure, but like I, I feel good about the chances. Brother AJ has asked yet another horrible question. This oh, question no. is AJ. This question is so stupid. Oh. I don't even understand it. I'm skipping questions to go to this because it's so stupid again. For both, if you could put UT in any other city in Tennessee other than Nashville, which one would it be and why? Imagine imagine the aliens saw that. What a dumbass question. I wouldn't there move are, it. There are already UTs in other cities. Have you heard of UT Chattanooga and UT Martin? Stupid question. Dumb. Farragut, AJ. There's the answer. Farragut. <laughs> Brother KTS, thoughts on Putin. That's also on you for asking that question, by the way. Well, I wanted to point out how dumb it was. 
again. Okay. Again. This is almost like giving the the mass shooters attention, though. <laughs> you're begging for copycatters. You're begging. You're giving them the time. You're giving them the time, you know, and the notoriety. Yeah, that's true. So, that's true. so be careful. It's a, it's a good point. It's a good point. I hadn't thought about it that way. Brother KT asks, thoughts on Putin legalizing a potential invasion of Alaska? I saw that today. Uh, I mean, geography still plays too much of a factor in warfare for him to attempt to do that. Has he, has he even won in Ukraine yet? He might as well have. Okay, I haven't seen much about it lately. He might as well have, yeah. <clears throat> well, good job by you, Russia. Brother you know, BJ. Uh, just, just for accomplishing, not not me supporting Russia. I stand <laughs> with Ukraine, as you see by my Facebook profile. Brother BJ, a.k.a. Paul Paul, asks, where does Vrabel end up, John? Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, I kind of at this point think Vrabel's just not going to coach this year and hope to be the biggest free agent for next year. Yeah. Because if I'm him, I'm not going to Atlanta. It looks like the Chargers are going to get Harbaugh. Maybe if Harbaugh is playing chicken with them or playing chicken with Michigan and tries to just to get more control and less uh, vulnerability for their sanctions there, maybe maybe they call Vrabel after Harbaugh says no. But to me, it's it's basically the Chargers are bust. And if you're him, that's okay. Because, like, you, you're young enough to where you don't have to get back in it immediately. So I'll say the Chargers or he sits out of here. Brother CB, a.k.a. Colts Beat Reporter, asks for you specifically and only you, do you think Ran, a.k.a. Ran Carthen, would have ultimately had the clout step over Vrabel, a.k.a. Mike Vrabel, if Levis had sucked and not shown any promise. Wow, look at this. I'm getting all the questions for once. What I will say, CB, is that I honestly don't even think Will Levis had anything to do with it. From the reports that came out afterwards, Amy made her mind up whenever Mike Vrabel went to New England for the Ring of Honor ceremony and, and just praised the organization for being first-rate and world-class, and basically imply that the Titans weren't shit. I'll say that was more of it. They, they made it seem like she was just a war, woman scorned after that. Go ahead, Sev. Make your joke about women. I'm not. I'm not going to. Because I don't know if Levis has done enough to to get that type of you know street cred for Carthon. Or Carthon, however you say it. Yeah, I wasn't even sure if I. I think it's Carthon, right but it's C A R T H O N, right? Yeah, I, I think okay. it's Carthon. Okay. Brother Toy asks, which situation would fill you with more dread? Alabama with the ball at the twenty-five, down four with two minutes left against a Tim Banks defense, or Josiah Jordan James going to the line for a one and one with Tennessee down one. Five seconds left in a Sweet 16 game. It's got to be the the free throws, right? It's the free throws because especially now without Nick Saban, I'm not exactly terrified of Jalen Milrow. We have James Pierce. Well, there's we a couple Amari key Thomas. things. There are a couple key things in in the scenario that points to basketball. 
A, it's Alabama. It's not a must-win game. You want to win, of course, but it's not a must-win game. It's not a playoff game. If you said you're in a playoff game, maybe that changes. You have a crazy crowd. You have a crazy crowd. You're also up four. Now, if you said I was up three, and maybe that changes, because even if you give up a touchdown, Nico's going to go get you a field goal to get to overtime. That's right. And if you lose to Alabama, your season's not ruined. If you if you miss a free throw, if you miss the front end of a one of one and lose, the season's over. And free throws are so scary, man. Free throws are terrifying. And like you said, they're not trotting Bryce Young out there. They're trotting Jalen Milrow out there. And even Bryce Young couldn't get them in field goal range in a tie game in front of a bloodthirsty Neyland Stadium. I'm supposed to think that, that Jalen Milrow gets them a touchdown? No, without, no, 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 no. Without Isaiah Bond, without Burton. The one-shot sample, the do-or-die nature of basketball, I, I am feeling dreadful thinking about anybody on the team going to shoot free throws. Not to single Josiah out, but I wouldn't feel good about anybody shooting free throws. Which, that that's, a, uh, that, that's also a kind of a bad feeling. I would be petrified of anybody on this team shooting free throws. And that's not because like they're not good shooters. It's just Even no one's proved. No one's proven to come up big in the in the clutch in in, in the tournament. Yeah. Now I mean, they've been good in the regular season, of course, but no one's proven to come up big in the clutch in the in the tournament. Brother Thomas asks for you. Wow, another one. What accolades does the basketball team need to achieve at minimum in order to put themselves in a good spot for a one seed in the NCAA tournament? Yeah, I mean, I think Tennessee is going to be in a really good position as long as they kind of tread water and stay the course just because I think the way they're set up in their last four games, they have three big opportunities to get three quality wins, right? Like, if you look at their schedule, mm-hmm. don't they play at Alabama and Auburn and Kentucky, Those last three, three of those last four games? I believe that's right. Auburn – at Alabama, at South Carolina, home for Kentucky. So, like, those are four resume-building wins. Because, I mean, South Carolina, are they still, like, a top 75-ish team? Well, Lenardi has him in his has him in his latest bracket as of this morning. Okay, I thought they were still kind of holding on. So, like, yeah, winning at South Carolina would be a quality win. So, like, Tennessee would have a chance to, to really finish strong. And then you'd basically just need to win one game in the SEC tournament to give you a shot. Two games would probably get you there. Yeah. And that's even if you drop two games before then. Or if you drop one game and you go three and one in that stretch. Because it doesn't seem like the rest of the, the country is running away from you or like building necessarily the strongest resume, right? Purdue's going to be one, but outside of that, like you're, you're, you've got a, a resume equal with everyone else's so far. Yeah. Purdue being 7-1 and one in quad one is crazy. Yeah, it's pretty styled, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, like, their their biggest weakness last year was they didn't have a guard, and then they they ended up having one of their guards develop into one of the best players in the country. And then they got the big circus freak, Zach Eady, so. <laughs> pretty good two-man game. But they're going to be facing the same question as Tennessee, Tennessee is, right? Like you know, painter in the painter in the tournament. Yeah, yeah. He's got the he's got the same demons as Barnes. 
They're probably even worse than Rick Barnes are at the current moment because. Well, I was gonna say Painter's never made a Final Four, has he? No, he's made one Elite Eight. Barnes has at least made a Final Four. Granted, yeah, not I, at Tennessee, but Barnes also hasn't lost to a 16 seed. Yeah, or I mean, so Painter's lost to North Texas when he was a four and they were 13. He lost to Fairleigh Dickinson when he was a one and they were 16. He lost to St. Peter's who was a 15. That's just off the top of my head in the last handful of years. I think North oh, yeah. Texas was the COVID year. I forgot about St. Peter's getting them too. Yeah, I mean, that's like in the last, that's since COVID year. That's three 13 seeds and lower, higher, whichever way, however you want to look at it. Um, so, yeah. Look at that big freak. Brother Thomas also asks for me, what are my thoughts on the image versus photograph debate when it comes to pictures of space? Is there an actual conspiracy behind this, or is it just nitpicking? It's the dumbest, it's dumb as hell, Thomas. It's dumb as hell. It, it chaps my ass to go in that channel, and I want to talk about black holes and how cool they are with people like Jonas and people like Booyah, and people like AP, and I see... I see retards. Come on. Like Chad and Logie want to spurg out about images versus photos. It's the dumbest thing in the world. Like, no shit. We don't have a single Nikon camera in the cosmos taking pictures of Jupiter. If you, if you doubt what Jupiter looks like, go get a telescope. Go get a telescope, bro. Go get a telescope. It's the dumbest thing in the world, Thomas. That's how I feel. It's it's beyond nitpicking. There's no conspiracy behind it. It's a bunch of just dummies. It's a bunch of dummies. And I love Chad and I love Logan both. I've kissed them both. On the lips. I consider Chad an extremely close friend, a brother. I love Logie. I've kissed him multiple times. My best friend, Luke, loves Logan. He's always asking about Logan. But space is near and dear to me. Brother Bob, a.k.a. Shit for Brains, asks, for both, do we have a go-to spice level at ethnic food restaurants? Yes, hot. I want it hot. I want to sweat. I like it when the hair on my head, I can feel the hair on my head sweating. Yes, Bob. My uh, my temperature is don't go. I don't go. I don't do spice. I just got a text message from Logan, but I'm not reading it. I'm not reading it. I'm talking about spice level at ethnic food, at ethnic restaurants. I like it hot, Bob, and I know you do too. I'm an N slash A. Brother Rhino does not have a question. Brother Rhino does not have a question, but this really, uh, this makes me feel a little something. I'm not going to lie. He says, for both, I just want to say, I love you both, and thank you for bringing us all joy for the past almost eight years now. Eight years. Brother Rhino, I love you immensely. You're a very, very, very good person. You're a very good man. If our podcast was a baby, he'd be in, what, third grade? <laughs> I believe so, yeah. It's when you really start becoming, uh, you know, yourself. You really start getting into your personality in third grade, I feel like. 
finally feel like a little mini human. We got a little mini human now. We're writing in cursive. We're multiplying. Cursive, that's right. Do they still teach cursive? I don't know. I don't know. Probably not. Yeah. I still write in cursive, but my handwriting is shit now. I can't write at all. Yeah, I mean, I... I, I went and got my mother a sweet birthday card, wrote her a nice letter, took her to dinner, and all she said was, what the hell has happened to your handwriting? <laughs> I said, I don't know, Ma, I don't write anymore. I can barely hold a pen since I broke my thumb twice. But you're welcome for the card. <laughs> Handwriting's gone to shit. I once won the handwriting award, Seth, in, in sixth grade. I got a $50 savings bond for it. For having the best handwriting in the whole school. They said I had the best cursive in the whole school, Seth. Yeah. You don't care. I mean, you let your skills go. You let your you let your skills. Yeah, I could have been a get slack. I could have been a calligrapher. Yeah. I could have been writing people letters this whole time, instead of wasting my time. <coughs> Eight years talking to you when I should have been writing. My <laughs> fun wouldn't let me though. Your body betrayed you. It ruined my bowling and it ruined my writing. <coughs> Damn this broken thumb. Any other questions? That's all I've got. I hope y'all have fun at Top Golf. I will be at the Tennessee Vanderbilt game. Um, yeah, thanks for telling everybody you were coming and then backing out. Well, I did not realize that I thought that the weekend with my best friend Luke was the weekend prior. This is this happened back in December, by the way. It's it's this has been. But I there, didn't say I you're. Be, I didn't say you're just breaking the news with, to me. I will be with several patrons Saturday night. Suffice to say, I'll be with several patrons, several longtime patrons. Brother Chris Kilby will be in the building. As will Brother Parker and my best friend Luke. So I'll be with patrons as well. Okay. Will you hold so, it down in the mid-state? I will. I love you. I love you. I got to drive back to the YMCA and get my wallet now. Because I'm an idiot. Be safe. Buckle up. Love you. Bye. I love you too. Bye-bye. Calculated like a TI 83 plus. I was out in China getting the bread, rapping to him. No, I wasn't, but you believe me, cause I'm the type of guy that could be rapping out in China. I'm swimming in vagina, I get it, I do it. Sometimes I fuck for fitness. I got the pussy off Olympics, sweating like Olympics. I need to take a breather, but she pleaded, say she needed back to back to back, like I'm Kobe Shaq. I don't know, but I got Stuart Scott up in my ear, and he like Dave, you got a booyah on that back. If I went back on Bumble, better servers probably crumble. I am just another muggle till I'm not one. It's hard to say none.
lock you up on hot ones. I just got the new facts, and they say I'm top one. Women say they pussy smooth, looking like a Ken doll. Should have said a Barbie doll. Oh well, goodbye au revoir. Y'all in limbo, raise the bar. I get on racks like my armoire. I gave my best friend my whole car. I tried to tell ya I'm a winner, it's just a matter of when. I hit the club up with the players, then get brunch with GM. Holy smoke, these gold singles make me pow. If this shit ain't platinum, what the fuck we talking about, baby? I just bought a house, baby. Ain't no shoes allowed, baby. My girl so goddamn tan. She look racially ambiguous. Picture this. I'm on prime time. Get ahead while I watch myself. Up on prime time. Get ahead. And I'm even in a few commercials. In a commercial break. Selling sex. Literally, what y'all know? I got the block on lot like I'm Utumbo. The way I write, you might as well call me Trumbo. This check for me or am I seeing double? I would lift weights at the gym, but then I'm like, why? why I'm a nice guy, guess when I walk by. I just got a package in the mail and I fuck twice. Jugging, finessing, LeBron up in my mentions. They peanut butter jealous, I'm on them like Nutella. These motherfuckers, they done lost me. Everything I'm doing lofty, I'm kind of wearing on them like a soft tee. I got it ground up like coffee. I had a 06, rotted up, wildin' out back in 06. I was talking about graduating, now I'm on wildin'. Now time has changed, got a little grayness in my hair. I don't care, I gotta face it. I ain't never knowin' how the money payment working there's a person couple people probably i don't even bother big up to my father he been so responsible and so logical what am i even doing why am i rapping like this i'm such a loser i hate when rappers try to rap fast make the kids dance women lick my anus think pieces on me new york times i made it i'm fucking like a fable doggy style while she kegel then we eat a couple bagels with the locks word the jada and guess what i'm the it guy for america don't mind me, I'm over here just redefining the alpha male. Don't mind me, I'm over here just getting all the ops. How they rapping? I've been working on my craft, making it happen. We should make a bracket. Don't forget that I'm the cuh median, but I'm better than the rappers? That's a joke. That's a joke. Ha ha ha. They getting roast. Ha ha ha. That's a joke. That's a joke. Ha ha ha. What a joke.